All right, Dan. So super interesting topic today, uh, especially in light of everything that's going on in the U.S., which is some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think both of us kind of share the, the same general principle that I don't care too much. Think? Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. I don't care too much about politics um, other than like, how can I profit off of it? Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically what, what, what we're going to talk about today. How to profit off of political policy. Mm-hmm. My general theory is that while I don't necessarily agree with socialist policies and idea, they do create great opportunities to make a, a lot of money in, in real estate or probably a lot of other uh, directions. But mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on on political policy in Canada? How do you profit off of it? How do you look at, at things as a real estate investor? So you and I were discussing the other day about, uh, we were, well, we were talking about this and we, you, you, you did actually, you brought up a really interesting scenario because I was like, okay, well, if we're going to start seeing inflation, we're going to start seeing higher taxes, yada, yada, yada. I was actually more pessimistic on so like the socialist agenda here in Canada and the social policies. But you actually brought up a, a very important caveat to all of that is, is that the, the socialist government here in Canada will not have people not allowed to live in an apartment or a home or whatever. More than likely what's going to happen is like they won't allow people to go without a roof over their head. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to allow a bunch of homeless people <clears throat> no. like in a first world country. No. Um, no. it's just, it's just unlikely. Yeah. Let's but what will happen is you won't be able to own a home. Yes. So that's where landlords can profit because the home prices under the socialist government, there's all kinds of, like you were saying, there's all, there's all kinds of barriers for development. There's all kinds of red tape for, you know, taxations. There's all kinds of, you know, zoning restrictions. So they say they're pro, uh, you know, affordable, affordable housing. housing. Yeah. But if they were pro pro affordable housing, why is this? Why is there all kinds of red tape to, you know, produce affordable housing? And why do they make it so unprofitable to own affordable housing? If they actually, if the government made it stopped having so much red tape for affordable housing, and they actually made it profitable for landlords to own affordable housing incentives or given yeah, yeah if they if they produce incentives for uh, affordable housing, then we, we wouldn't be even be having this discussion. Yeah. It, so it's, it's clear that they're not. Yeah. It's classic. I call this political double speak. They say one thing, yeah. right? They say, Hey, <laughs> we're going to go after affordable housing. We're going to, we're going to fix this problem because they want to tell people that they're, it's a big political topic right now. Yep. Right. So they want to tell people that they're after it, but they're the way they act and their policies and everything else says something opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't look at what politicians say because they say what people want to hear. I look at what they do. So let's look at like uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, tried to do any development or anything, or if you've gone down that road no, yet. Like, well, it's like, yeah, not like ground up development, no. Yeah. So like I, I've looked, I've done some research on on like trying to develop a condo in the GTA. Mm-hmm. They need so much housing in the GTA. I kind of did some math on this, right? They have a hundred thousand people moving to the GTA a year pre-COVID. I don't know what's going on now, but a hundred thousand people, even if you averaged, um, I don't know, two point five people per residence. I think that's about the average right now. Um, at 2.5 people per residence divided by 100,000 people, you need like 400 condos per year for the next decade to house 100,000 people per year, right? Like you need mm-hmm. to develop 400 condos of 200 units per condo or whatever, something yeah. like that, right? I don't know the exact math. Yeah. Like you, how, how can you build 200 condos a year? It takes you from the time that you buy a piece of land. I've done a little bit of research on this. A developer buys a piece of land to the time that they put shovels on the ground and get that condo 
developed and, and rented or sold or whatever, it's like three to five years yeah. of red tape, bureaucracy. Uh, there's no incentives. There's heavier taxation and, and all these other things. So double speak. Let's say one thing, we're going out for affordable housing, but at the same time, let's put all these barriers in place to prevent the actual creation of it. Mm -hmm. Now, what's another fallout when you have uh, heavy taxation, lack of incentives, heavy zoning rules, increased stringent building codes, rising cost of building materials and labor? What do you think is going to happen to um, the new developments that, that are built? Like how much you think they're going to be affordable? No, of course. Yeah. It's impossible. Yes, of course. Yeah. You, you can't build affordable housing. No. And then, and then what's going to happen is in order to um, like on a per unit basis, it, then it doesn't make sense to build affordable housing. Yeah. Even, even if you end up getting incentives, that land makes more sense to produce, you know, luxury. A class, yeah, luxury you and class to. A product. It, it doesn't only make sense. It's the only option. Yeah, it really is. You need us because of the cost. Because to, of the cost, because to of the cost to develop. Yes. So if you were going to build an affordable housing project as a developer, you would need the government to make it to make it make sense profitability-wise. You would need the government to offer a significant incentive. It's mm -hmm. the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. So is the government doing that? The answer is no. They might yeah. have a couple small projects here and there, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really exist. Now, what's interesting is we went over. Um, you pulled it up, I think, last week. One of the um, uh, affordable housing projects in what state washington i think it was right what was the one that we looked at there which or one? virginia oh, okay the uh with the uh the guy that built the it the senior place the okay, senior yeah, place yeah, yeah the guy that built it mm -hmm. um did it for like a income capped affordable living yeah and he told us about the incentives yeah this, the the real estate agent was the builder's client and yeah. the builder's client told him about the incentives or whatever yeah. right that he used to build that place yeah they were insane yeah yeah they were insane yeah so it was something to the effect of um they get a tax credit and then they ended up allowing him to sell the tax credit off, which actually covered his down payment Yes, for so the you, entire project. Yeah. Not just, not just like, you know, a portion of it, <laughs> the tax incentive actually that was sold off covered his entire deposit or down payment to actually do the, the project. Um, and then what ends up like that tax credit actually gets sold off to companies that profit like extreme. Yeah. So if you have like, yeah, let's, let's break this down. If you have like, if you're an oil company and you make yeah. a $10 billion let's profit Let's use tech because tech is a way better option. Yeah, like tech, tech, you're, does you're, it. tech will do yeah. it a lot. Let's yeah. say you're Amazon, you make yeah. a $50 billion property yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And you, you, you're looking to buy, like you need to reduce your taxable income. Exactly. That's the name of the game, right? Yeah. So you have this, the headhunters or whatever, they go out and look for, yeah. to buy tax incentives. Yeah. So you have this, you're the developer. Affordable housing developer. The government gives you a $10 million <laughs> tax incentive that you yeah. can use as a write-off over the next decade or whatever. Yeah, it, was a, it, it was a 10, it was a 10, what was it? A $10 million uh, incentive, tax incentive, like something to the effect of like, a, and, and $1 million, $10 million over the course of 10 years. Yeah. 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 Okay. So a million dollars. Yeah. So you sell this to Amazon. They say, okay, we'll give you $8 million cash right now for that. Exactly. Incentive. Yeah. Because it makes sense for them yep. financially, right? They just yep. run the numbers. It makes sense. We'll give you eight. Million. So you get $8 million cash. The building costs you, I don't know how much to build five to 8 million, something, yeah. whatever yeah. you're building the building for free. Then you yep. can offer lower rents and it still makes sense. Exactly. Whatever the cases. Yeah. So those rents, we looked at that building, they were relatively low. Yeah. Um, and affordable, yeah. but the only way that you could have built that is because of those incentives. Now, yeah. do and we see any of that in Canada see, ever? No, no. None of it. Now, when we're looking in the US, you pulled up your system last yeah. week, there are developments everywhere. And like I'll give there, you another example. So for example, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting actually a lot warmer on this deal in Houston, Texas, okay? Okay. 
again, red state, Republican state, very pro-business, very pro-landlord. They do not have zoning in Houston. No zoning there's, laws. There's no zoning laws. <laughs> That's and, insane. And, and they expedite yes. um, development. development. Yeah. So, so I can build class A. It doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what I want. I, I, it doesn't even matter in terms of like, it's not like, oh, well, there's just no residential zoning. No, it's no zoning. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So you're looking at a four, it's like four apartment. Yeah. Looking things, at right? four, yeah. four apartment On a nice big piece yeah. of land. So it's in not, well, theory. It's, it's, it's four individual units or, or buildings in a four unit portfolio. Yeah. So kind of like yeah. a big piece of land with four buildings. No, right? no, it's not. So it, so it's it's four individual buildings scattered over oh. like this sub-market in okay, Houston. Okay, cool. Yeah. But theoretically, you could tear one of those buildings down yeah. and build a gas station yeah, or a high-rise. Like, yeah. You don't have yeah. to go exactly. to the government and take eight months and put, no. you know, rechange the zoning no. because that would that would be really slow. Exactly. And it'd be hard to develop and it'd be hard to develop uh, yeah. enough supply to meet the demand. Exactly. So that's super interesting. And yeah. that's why, like, if, you know, probably in that area, that allows the city to grow quickly. Now, now here's one caveat to that. The, f the, the problem with doing, allowing that to happen is that right now, they actually have a massive influx. Now, now this is also a proponent of the pandemic, but they also have a massive glut of luxury style buildings and units in that area. Hmm, and the reason why they have that is because of what we were talking about. It makes more sense to build luxury, even, even when you don't have like the incentives or, or red tape, it still makes more sense to build luxury versus, uh, you know, affordable, affordable housing. Yeah. It still does make sense. Yeah. You however, make more money. yeah. However, and, and this is a prime example of it because there's not really any incentives there to you know incentivize people to buy affordable housing but the incentive the incentive to houston is there's no red tape mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what people are doing is to maximize the dollar and the footprint of that property that they're building what they're doing is they're building a class luxury style units mm -hmm. right so now with the pandemic though and with the job loss and and the unemployment um there's a glut of a class property in the market yeah. now uh that's an also another issue that I wanted to bring up too is like for your Toronto example, is there the possibility of, uh, you know, reducing red tape and incentivizing people to keep building and keep building and keep building and keep building? Will we actually reverse the, you know, extremely hot real estate market? And do people want that to happen in, in Toronto anywhere? Yeah. Say Canada, like yeah. across Canada, no zoning, or, or at least maybe no residential zoning. So, you know, say you can build whatever you want or there's no red tape. And then, uh, and then they incentivize uh, affordable housing. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. what would that actually do to the real estate market? Obviously it's pretty, it's pretty obvious what it would actually do. It would reduce the cost of living and the cost per unit. It would, it's clear that that would happen, but that's probably good. It's probably like at this point, Windsor, the Windsor market, you know, the article that, you know, and I just posted the Windsor market from December, uh, you know, this time last year, it increased 35%. 35%. Now, why, why? I keep telling people the reason that is, is because of our socialist policies. Exactly. Yes. There is not enough supply. Yeah. You can't possibly build enough supply yeah. because of all the Or you can't build it fast enough. You can't build it fast enough or, or, or at a low enough cost yeah. to produce affordable housing. And when you have, when you develop now in, in Southwestern Ontario, you have to price it at the top end of the market yeah. or it, the project won't make sense. Nobody yeah. would do it. And the government can't build 
housing because they're not good at it. It would be yeah. a disaster. Oh my God. Can Whatever the government touches is essentially a disaster yeah. from a business perspective. Yeah. It would lose money. It would fall apart. If you're going to build affordable housing, you got to manage that property too. Yeah. Keep in mind, yeah. and you're going to have a certain demographic of people in there. Yeah. It'd be very difficult to do. Yeah. You need to incentivize the private sector. Mm -hmm. The socialist ideology doesn't like the private sector. No. They're anti-private sector. Mm -hmm. And yet they come out and talk about affordable housing. So they're actually burning their own citizens. Yeah. At the same time, while can Canadians suffer to buy housing because there's not enough, people are getting priced out of the market. The next generation, whoever's watching this, your kids, yeah. unless you start buying real estate now, they're not yeah. going to be able to afford a house. No. They're going to have to rent. Yeah, forget it. It's done. It's in over. Southwestern Ontario yeah. and in a lot of places in Canada. <clears throat> now, what are they doing? And what I else? Was, Hold I, on, I, let me finish this yeah, thought. Yeah. What else are they doing over the next three years? How many people are coming into the country? Yeah, like fucking millions. 1.2, this is the federal government starting. 1.2 million people. The Canadian population is 35 million. That's a significant influx of yeah. people and a lot of those people are going to come to ontario where the mm -hmm. economic powerhouse that is not pro affordable housing that no. is anti <laughs> yeah. yet they talk about affordable housing so i don't watch what the government does i watch what they do now i don't care i'm not here to just debate whether or not that's right i don't care about immigration whatever yeah. how do we profit from it yeah buy real estate buy rental properties hold that for the next 30 years yeah. own it because there's going to be a shortage we see the reasons why yeah now here's the thing capital in a capitalist country like if you go to the states there's way more opportunities. Well, Houston, you, it's a perfect example, it's right? Yeah, it's yeah. insane. There's, you, could build, you could pull it up right now. There's yeah. like 20 opportunities that are all really interesting. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Ontario, for a large multi, there are zero. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make sense. Yeah. The reason why is because of capitalism, yeah. right? Zone, mm -hmm. and regu deregulation and things like that. Yeah. Now, with, with hyper-capitalism, you could run into an oversupply much easier. Yeah. You'd have to be more careful, right? Like yeah. you, but there's still great opportunities. And, 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 that's, and that's where the government... That's when the government, you need the government to step in, not to hold people back. It's to just slightly regulate. Yeah. Just to play Agreed. the balance. Yeah. Act. You can go too far. Yeah, deregulation. exactly. You need to, yeah. the government, the government should only be in place for a balancing act. Yeah. That's it. That's a great point. That's it. So in Canada right now, uh, and especially in Ontario, we're too far um, socialist yeah. where it's too many policies, too much red tape, yeah. too much cost. You can't exactly. do it. And maybe in Texas, maybe they went a little bit too far with free open markets. Well, they, I don't well know. Here, here's the thing. They didn't because of the how fast the population That's true. COVID, was growing. COVID threw a wrench. Just like COVID in threw a wrench. Yeah. But but here's the thing. It's actually coming back. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It came it's back. It's a glitch. Like, exactly. Their, glitch. Their, their economy there recognizes the fact that like, listen, we need to get fucking back to work. We need to, we need to maintain our economy because if we don't have that, what are we going to be left with? Yeah, yeah. So they realize the importance of that. Yeah, Texas is pretty open right now. Eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big yeah, time. Texas, Florida. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, um, although they went too far, I, I, I here that, that's the problem. I don't think they went too far. That's a good point. What, Just what, like in Toronto, they didn't go too far. The statistics no. showed you that you need yeah. to build yeah. 200 condos a year, whatever the mm -hmm. number is per year, just to keep up with the demand. Mm -hmm. It just so happened to be a glitch right yeah, now. Yeah, it was a glitch, yeah. Now, now I, as an investor, and I think you're thinking <laughs> this way, is like, okay, this is a buying opportunity. Yeah. The, the people that can buy these apartments right now are a little bit limited, right? Businesses are suffering, there's less buyers. Mm -hmm. Now you're coming and saying, wow, here's an opportunity. This is a seven cap for a property in Houston in a great location, yeah. less buyers right now, I'm gonna take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. That, because we're seeing, like you've done your research, that's a temporary glitch. It's going to be yeah. fixed. COVID's going to end eventually. Yeah. I don't know if it's this year or two years or five years. It will, it will. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think it's, open. I don't think it's actually going to end. I think we're going to have to deal we're with gonna whatever. Ha yeah, yeah. We're going to have to adapt. The, I think you're right. I agree. Yeah. I, I, agree. I think that, uh, I think we're, yeah. Yeah. They're, then, they're pushing this hard. Yeah. I don't think it's going to like go away. I agree. And then if you look at like, Hey, let, I don't care who, win, let's not talk about 
who's right or wrong to yeah. win the presidential election. But yeah. if if uh, Biden wins, you know, part of their plan is immigration. They're yeah. going to open up the floodgates for yeah. citizenship and immigrants. Well, guess where a lot of them are going to end up? Yep. Texas. Exactly. And they're going to, they're going to, they gravitate, people, immigrants gravitate towards big cities, right? Yep. There's opportunities. Big there's cities jobs. and big cities and where the demographic of, uh, of their, their, their population, their population already exists. Yep. Texas is very Mexican. Uh, the, the, you know, there's, there's a very Southern, South American like presence in Texas. Yeah, big and, cities are very diverse and, uh, generally. Along the Sun Belt, it's very, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very diverse. Yeah, and you got the warm weather. And exactly. You got, uh, yeah. Like you know. if, if I was going to go to, if I was literally going to go to the U.S. right now, I wouldn't be going to like, you know, I'm not going to go to like fucking Idaho. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go, I'm going to go to like, I'm going to go to like yeah. Texas or somewhere where it's, it's more yeah, You're going to go weather. somewhere warm. You're going to go to a great city with yeah. sports and amenities. You're going to exactly. go to Florida. Yeah. Maybe California. If you, if you like the policies there, cool. a, I, I, you know, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people are leaving those States right now because of so, the socialist policies have gone too far. It's gone too far. Yeah. I was doing a little bit of research on this where the, the California got a lot of, big companies are leaving California. That's yeah. another reason you like Texas as well, right? Yeah. These companies are like, well, frick, you're taxing my payroll now. Yeah. You're taxing me on my taxes. Yeah. The California government has gone too socialist. They're taking their business to Texas. Yeah. Because it's, um, you know, they're more they're more favorable. They don't have an income tax or whatever. I don't mm -hmm. even know. But they incentivize uh, development. They, they're incentivizing Tesla to open up in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Like that. that's the reason that, that they're leaving. Yeah. So when we talk about profiting off politics, it's, it's not really that hard to see no. these trends. You just have to pay attention to them. And you also have to not, I have some people that take it too far. They're like, well, if this happens and this happens, this happens, like California is going to be destroyed. I would never invest there. It's like, well, California is still probably a pretty good place to invest. Like you just got to be a little bit more careful. Like yeah. it's still California. You got Oceanfront. You've got all the major tech companies there. You got Apple and Facebook, yeah. their headquarters. It's just that, like, you know, there's just a little bit of a shift that to, to take advantage of. But don't get too far. No, it, where... it, like, it's not going to go away. Yeah. There's yeah. still a, there's still tons of reasons why you would still want to be there. Like, I, I've been to California. It's amazing there. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it mm -hmm. really is. You just have to be more careful yeah, now because a trend has started. Yeah. Businesses are leaving. People are getting fed up. There's homelessness in certain places. You just have to be more there's careful. There's, like, ex yeah, yeah. Extreme. It, it, it's extreme there now yeah. at this point. But <laughs> there's, you know, hey. There's a dollar for everything, right? Like they're, they're, everybody's got a yeah. price. There's an opportunity yeah. uh, everywhere, yeah. but you can hop on, on trends. Yeah. And if we talk about Windsor or Ontario specifically, the trend is a lot of people moving here, mm -hmm. not enough housing, no real chance to build enough housing. Yeah. Tons of That's paid. affordable. Yeah. Windsor's the cheapest market in Ontario. One of the cheapest markets of any major city in Canada mm -hmm. with a lot of, um, amenities and opportunities bordering <clears throat> the US and all these other things, university and all these things. I'll, I'll give you an example like of red tape, like uh, the, the smallest example of red tape. So you know that basement unit that I'm trying to build right now? Yeah. It's been two months since I've been trying to get in contact with the city and IRCA. Yeah. So I haven't gotten one call, yeah. one email. <laughs> Tell us about it. This is, uh, you're, you're trying to add a basement suite to a single family home. Exactly. It's not rocket science. No. Like it shouldn't be that yeah. hard, especially given the Federal government's words, which is we are in a housing crisis yep. in Ontario. They should be doing everything to fast track that yep. and making it as cheap as possible for yep. you to do it because exactly. it's the only way to freaking yep. incentivize people. Yep. And yet look at what you're going through. Yep. Tell us about it. What's yeah, happening? They've got one guy, they've got one guy in the, or, you know, from, from what I'm told, they've, they've got one guy that heads up that department <laughs> and we haven't gotten one contact back. We probably sent them 20 emails, yeah. called them multiple times. So as of right now, 
um, they are not taking any calls. It's on it, 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 the secretary will tell you that. And also the voicemail yeah. will say, Hey, we're not taking any calls. Please email us. Yeah. Now this, they might blame COVID for this. Yeah. And I'm sure COVID's playing a bit of a factor, but in reality, this, it would be just as bad with with real COVID or almost as bad. Now here's another thing that I've noticed. I have a, I have a few clients that are doing this or are trying to do it to make a legal basement apartment is very expensive. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's going to be 50 to 75 grand, almost minimum, even for a small square footage because of you have to do X, Y, Z, egress windows, fire separation, this integrated smoke detectors, uh, separate entrances for both. Like you can't do it cheaply. No. And yet they come out and say, Oh, this is going to be one of our fixes for, uh, (laughs) yet they put all the red tape in place. They offer you no incentive. You don't get one incentive to do a basement suite. Zero. They're not going to say, Hey, we're going to give you a $15,000 discount to build this. Mm -hmm. They're not going to invest in it. So again, it's double speak. Now let's not get into what's right or wrong. Let's talk about again, how do we profit from it? Where's the trend going? I think we're, we've already kind of discussed the the trend is obviously trending upwards. Uh, prices. It's, it's simple supply and demand when you really think of it. It's simple yes. supply and demand and it's price of admission. Right. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Now people keep saying to me, I keep, I've heard this for the past three years. I think I'll hear it into perpetuity until mm-hmm. I die. Well, it can't keep going up. Yeah. Yet we're talking about the reasons that if I was a betting man, I'm going to bet that it will keep going up. I'm, I, literally, I'm gonna bet- I, I literally said, and this is why, this is why you can't really, you know, take what we're saying for face value take what you read on the internet for face yes. value. Nobody fucking knows what at whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nobody can, can predict trends. We can, we can take a crack at it, which I think, I don't think we're wrong I agree. with predicting I agree. this yeah. because at the end of the day, if you actually, if you actually look to history, which is the greatest predictor of the future, the trend looks like this for real estate. Yeah. It's just, it's simple. If you zoom out over a hundred year, pull up a hundred yeah. year chart of Canadian real estate prices. It's like this. Yeah. Now you zoom into any one year exactly. period. It might be like this or might be a yeah. down year or whatever, but it is like this. So exactly. yes, real estate prices can't, they will keep going up. Why? Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. It's in, the in, unstoppable inflation. Floor. And then, yeah, Jesse, bring up the graph here. Um, and then also the, the, fuck, I lost my train of thought here. Yeah. Bring up the graph. I just want to see it actually. Let's see it. Let's see a nice graph. Yeah. Bring up the first one. 1956 to 1913 or uh, 2013. 2013. Yeah. So, so this is obviously, we haven't even seen, this is pretty much when the increase started happening. That's a good point. That so, was the, so, so right here, expect this to fucking shoot Well, no, up. no, don't expect it. It is our average price in wins right now. Is That's four, what I mean. Like it's 455. Like expect that if you were to see more yeah, of the graph, it's a good point. Fucking gonna so shoot right. here's, bring that one up <laughs> right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, look at, so what is this? Yeah. See, even, even 2016 in 2016, the fucking increase is almost vertical for, uh, for what is yeah, it? This uh, is us uh, real. What? This is us. And Japan. No, no, no. Oh, Canada, us, yeah, and Japan. Canada, Canada's blue here. So, uh, the, the Canadian pricing index, um, it, it when it hits 2016, which is not even the hottest time, not even close, not even close to the hottest, the fucking yeah. increase is almost vertical. Yeah. It, it's border. It's borderline vertical. Yeah. Now I always encourage investors. I don't, don't ever think in terms of a two or three year period, because I don't know what's going to happen in two or three years. I do know what's going to happen in 50. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen. Prices mm-hmm. are going to go up because of inflation. Inflation is very simple. People don't understand this. The cost of goods and materials and labors always rises over time. It has to, it's inevitable. The government targets inflation. They mm-hmm. want 2% inflation a year. Yeah. So at minimum to replace the house that you bought two years ago, going into the future will cost at least 2% more than it cost you a year ago. Minimum. It's in, it, it has to. Yeah. Now there might be a period of deflation, 
but over time it will always be more. What I actually think is happening right now, we're actually seeing almost like hyperinflation for building costs. Yeah. But the government, the government is not saying it. They're, they're hiding it. They're hiding it. They're hiding it. Because the cost of lumber literally for a fucking two by four is literally like six times what it was. Yeah, literally, yeah, it's, it's like it's six times might even yeah. be understatement. COVID was huge fuel to the. Oh to the, uh, my fire. god! So what is huge. COVID? Let's and talk what's about crazy it. too is the government restricted uh, rent increase. Yeah. This year, which is like off, kind of yeah. off topic, but what a fucking. But it, it, yeah, that's going to hinder people from is. developing as well, right? Of well, if I can't make my money, I'm not going to develop. Exactly. You're going to have a limited supply. Yeah. But that's a great point. So COVID has added hyper fuel yeah. to both a couple things. First of all, it's going to increase costs, right? For me to ship lumber from wherever, yeah. it's going to cost more because there's delays. I can't even get appliances right now. There's delays because of COVID. If you're trying to do a project, well, the city of Windsor shut down. Nobody's going to get back to you. Exactly. The projects have been delayed. Well, guess what? We have, we're so limited already in supply that this is going to add, it's adding rocket fuel. We're already in, what's crazy is people are like, people ask me, they're like, Dan, you think we're going to see inflation because of all this? Motherfucker, we're oh, already yeah. here. Here's the thing. Like, this is what's crazy. Yeah. Statistics are always lagging, yeah. right? They, they take time to, to, like, you're looking at, like, like, um, early this year it takes yeah. time for that sh- that stuff to filter into the, st- the st- statistics yeah we see it happening before they're going to be talked about we know what's happening and you're right i think the government's not talking about no. it they don't want to right it's no. gonna it's gonna create hysteria they don't want it they want they don't want people to know they cause inflation yeah they, they essentially cause it with all the lockdowns and everything all the all the fucking again all the bullshit that they're imposing on yeah. businesses hey yeah, hey citizens it. we're causing you your children to never be able to afford exactly. a house they're causing it yeah yeah because of our red tape and yeah. because of covid lockdowns and our, our exactly. lack of incentives and everything so else. all that does is all that's going to do is continue to increase in uh, uh real estate prices which makes more sense for you to get in now before it starts increasing even two years ago i i fucking told you this i know i did no fucking chance we're going to see the prices of London. And we're fucking there. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're yeah. literally there from when I said that. It was like, I don't even know. It might have even been like a year ago. Yeah, a year or two. We're never going to see prices in London. And yeah. when I said that, the prices, the average home price in London was 450 yeah, grand. And we were at about 250. Exactly. Yeah. What, what, like, what's the average price now? What is it? In, we're in 455 Windsor? in Windsor. 450, I think London. 455. London's 550 now. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's wild in, in two years. Now, here's here we're telling you the re- people don't understand why. We're telling you why. This yeah, is why. Exactly. This is why. These are the reasons. 500 grand right now. That might even be lagging. That oh, September. Yeah, that's too what's long. Cra- what's what, what's too crazy long. is we're looking at that date, September 17th, uh average home price London Ontario $500,000. It's now 550. What's, yeah, what's crazy is that's fucking too old. Yeah. It's only 4 months ago. 4 months. That's crazy. So Jesse, do a house uh, average house pricing in, in Windsor, Ontario. Yeah, it's not even yeah, it's not even close. That's October fourteenth, twenty twenty. Holy crap! It was three twenty five. That can't be right. What is this? Well, Royal, oh, so it's your uh, your brokerage, Royal Page. Is, what is it saying about no uh, the, go go down there's i just posted yeah, something yeah, yeah. the other day it's 455 yeah. approximately and yeah. a 35 percent year over year increase for what increase. for 455 yeah well look at that as of december that right there august 2020 uh average home price in windsor ontario was 430. so there you go yeah and now we're at 455. yeah now we're at 455. bring it up it's on my facebook or uh on my group there jesse the real estate dog house or in scotts yeah so you, you can't you can't 
So how long have like people... where the fuck are you gonna make thirty five for like thirty five percent? Thirty five percent on with five to one leverage. Oh my! Because you only yeah. put twenty percent down. Exactly. You just made one hundred and fifty percent on your on your invested capital. It's impossible. It's insane. Now here's the thing: people keep saying, "Well, it can't keep going up," and we're telling you, we're trying to show you. Again, I don't even care if it goes up or not. It's still cash flow positive. Yeah. But fundamentally right speaking. Yeah. Fundamentally speaking, I. We might be in for another twenty to twenty-five percent again this year. That's all yeah, I can. Really and again, speak we might we might see like a you know a hiatus from constant increases, but yeah. nonetheless, well, the trend is still yeah, up. Yeah, it, it might matter. decelerate. It might yeah. not be twenty-five percent, but it might yeah. be seventeen, yeah. fifteen, ten, twelve, five, exactly. whatever. Right now, how long have people been saying in the GTA in Toronto prices can't keep going up? I've been hearing it for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I just talked to an agent that that's in Vaughan. Okay. I've said, how's the market there with COVID and everything? I hear about the condos, this, not whatever. He's like, I just put it in an offer. There's 29 offers on a $900,000 property. We offered 1.3, it sold for 1.5. We've been looking for nine months for a property. We can't buy one. That's Outrageous. in the GTA. This has been going on for 20 years. People have been calling for a crash in the GTA for 20 years. People have been calling for a crash. What I'm saying is that's filtering. Offers. That's now, that's been happening in a lot of cities for a long yep. time. It's been happening in major cities around the world for a long mm -hmm. time. Windsor people can't comprehend it no. because it hasn't happened here. Exactly. It, it has happened and it will happen. And also people keep saying interest rates can't go any lower. This is another policy thing that people need to pay attention to. The Canadian government has come out and said, look it up if you want. Um, negative interest rates are in our toolkit. It's a possibility. And when shit gets bad, you don't think they'll pull that tool out? You it's think already, the Canadian government- done in the world. It's yeah, in, in, in European countries, yeah. it's happening. The government doesn't want to crash because it makes them look really bad and it would create a lot. It would, it would lessen their chance of being reelected. Yep, if we're in a house, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. going to get somebody out. Yeah. They're going to do everything they can to prevent that. If they need to pull out negative interest rates, they will. Yeah. Now let's explain negative interest rates. Mm -hmm. If you have $50,000 in savings in the bank, you have to pay the bank. Exactly. To have that it doesn't necessarily mean negative. Uh, like the, the bank is going to be paying you for mortgage rates. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about like literally, yeah, like bank rates. Like they're gonna pay you or you have, you to, pay, have, to, you pay you have to pay them to keep your money in the bank. Yes. So what do you think, where do you think that money is gonna flood into? Yeah, of course. Hard assets. 100%. Stocks, uh, real estate, yeah. and whatever else people, yeah. it's gonna flood out of the bank. So yeah. it's already happening by the yeah. way. Even 1.7% is the average kind of interest rate that I'm seeing right mm -hmm. now for a single family home or whatever. Yeah. Even that's causing a flood into hard assets. Of course, that of course. negative interest rates would 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 create even more chaos. Which is obviously what's also driving the market, right? Like big the, the, time, like big time. When when uh, when those policies come into place and the banks aren't paying out as much because they're not making as much, where are you going to put your money? In re real estate. Yeah. When I can borrow money at one point seven percent and make seven to ten percent just cash on cash return, yeah. probably twenty five percent easily total return with principal paid on and all mm -hmm. that. I'm going to take my 1.7%. I'm going to refinance my house mm -hmm. and I'm going to buy a rental property. Which is the smartest thing to do. It's, it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, and there's you, more and more people yeah. waking up to that, right? Leverage the fuck out of your house. Yeah. Now, I, since uh, I remember when interest rates hit 3.5%, people said they can't go any lower. Yeah. And then they went to three, people said they can't go any lower. And yeah. then they went to 2.5, people said they can't go any lower. And then they went to two, people said they can't. So they were doing fixed mortgages. Mm -hmm. I kept telling people, just always go variable yeah. because over 100 years, it always pays off. Bring it up, Jesse. The variable graph, like variable versus fixed uh, mortgages. Over, yeah, do it over a long period like of time. Like 100 years. Yeah. It, yeah it, anyways, keep going. Variable outperforms fixed. And yeah. also, when you go to refinance your property, you don't have to pay yeah. penalties because you have an open mortgage. Exactly. It, it can be tens of thousands of dollars. So yeah. as an investor, you always go variable. Mm -hmm. 
But but people have been, the banks always sell fixed. I don't know why. I don't know if they make more money or something. Probably because they could plan better. Pro- probably. probably. Yeah, there's know. a reason. When yeah. they're when they're telling you to get a fix, it's not for your own good. No. Maybe they don't it's for know. their own good. Maybe they don't, but I think I think the person saying it doesn't know that it's for or you know, at the same time too, I can understand you know, maybe it's for peace of mind. You know, people, But what I'm saying is that's wrong. As I an agree. investor, I totally agree. As an investor, yeah, that's wrong. Like it's the wrong mentality. I totally agree. Um, I think you're gonna get and I think people were doing it because they thought they couldn't go any lower. And what I'm saying is people are going to say right now, 1.7%, it can't go any lower. And I'm not saying it's going to, I'm saying, yes, it can. Yeah. I don't know if it will. If I was a betting man, I would say it's like more likely to go lower than it is higher. Now I don't care about a, a couple, a quarter point here or there. I'm talking about a significant jump to 5% is less likely than, than a 0%. 100%. That's my point. If I was a betting man, I'm going to bet on, on, on zero percent it's already been done yeah it's, it's been, been done, done by the socialists it's more the socialist countries that kind of do exactly, this exactly because they're yeah. shit at running the country <laughs> yeah. and at the end of the day they have to they it's have their to. only way to stimulate the economy because exactly. they don't understand business exactly they don't understand how it actually that, that, that's that's uh, really the, the that's that's really the reason why they do it mm-hmm. is because they, they don't they don't have a, they don't have enough tools they're out of toolbox. options yeah. they don't know what to do exactly it's, it's lower the interest rates exactly you, ha- you, ha- you don't have business people running the country. You have politicians. Yeah. They're, they're there for votes. They're there for control. Again, let's not even debate about yeah. that. Let's look at how Canada operates. If you're going to be buying in Canada or Ontario. Ontario is the most socialist of Canada, by the yeah. way. Everybody should know that. Like, yeah. We're a very socialist uh, province. Each province is different. Not sure. significantly, but yeah. um, it is different. Our federal policy is very um, socialist. Mm-hmm. We know that, but... but yeah, we, we, tend to, we tend to swing more socialists in Ontario yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, how do we take advantage of that? Like, what would you recommend as as you know for oh, yourself yeah. right yeah. now? So, so it's it's pretty clear. Uh, you know, immigration is going to be skyrocketing in Canada, so that's going to be in, increasing the demand. It's just simple supply and demand. Uh, there's too much red tape in Canada to actually develop, so it's going to increase the amount of uh, it's going to create increase the value of existing real estate. Uh, there's clearly hyperinflation going on in the construction or building material market, which is it's fucking clear at this point. So that's also going to be increasing the uh, the, the the cost, cost to build, to build new supply. Yeah, will have to be higher. Yeah. And when the cost of building new supply goes higher, the values of existing supply increase as well. It's very at the, almost at the same rate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 100%. Now, in, in, in arguably, you get better value uh, with with current supply versus building new. So um yeah at some point the scale tilt exactly tips. yeah earlier in the year i would actually <laughs> say in windsor like it made more it, made, it started to make a lot of sense to to build to buy new mm. if you could because like the costs were pretty cheap whatever mm. but now those the the two two years ago to build a new two-story was 650 mm. now it's starting to hit 820 two yeah. years yeah that's that's a brand new mm-hmm. uh, new build two years we've seen a, a significant increase in price where where those those people that were afford able to afford that new two story, um, now they're gonna have to look at the 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 other stuff. Yep. And, and you're right, it's gonna be more value in the lower price stuff, but it's gonna drive the lower price um, stuff higher. Yeah, of course, that's what I mean, right? Yeah, like exactly. You're, you're still not you're you're gonna get more for your money on existing real estate, yes. obviously. Because those prices to build new yeah. are just accelerating exactly. too quickly. Yeah. And, because and of COVID. Are, and people are also else. overpaying for new because they like the freshness, stuff like that. That's just like an emotional thing, but nonetheless. Yeah. It's, well, it's, also what's happening is they're selling their, their the thing that they bought for 200 grand, they're selling it for 450. They've got 350 grand yeah. cash. Their mortgage payment's gonna be the same because they're gonna take all that money exactly. and put it on that big two-story. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't investment-minded. No. Investment 
investment minded. They just think like, oh, it's the same mortgage payment. Exactly. And that fuels the market. Yeah. So all that lower price stuff, you have millennials entering the market. Mm. You have immigrants coming in there. Everybody's bidding on the same stuff. The people that are selling that 200K house that they bought for 450 are now trading up to the big two story. Those people at the 500K range are trading up to the 850. Like, and that this can go on for like yeah. a significant amount well, of time. It's, it's gone on for a significant amount of time in yeah. certain markets, right? Toronto, New York, you know, yeah. LA, whatever, all the big markets, it's, it's, it's always happened. Unless the supply, there's only one way to fix supply and demand. Either limit supply, sorry, either limit demand or increase supply. Mm -hmm. that, that's the only two ways. Yeah. I don't see the demand being limited because of the immigration policies and things like that. And you can't fix the supply problem because of the reasons that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's very simple that, in my opinion, this wave that we're seeing right now will decelerate, but it will, it will, it will continue, continue to trend, to trend up, upwards. Sure. I don't know for how long, and I don't really care. I'm not investing for that reason. Yeah. But if you're waiting on the sidelines for like this, this slowdown or something like people have been doing for a long time, I don't know if it's the best. Yeah. Uh, I'm not idea. willing. I'm not like willing to take a couple years off. Can't. Like, now you're going to be smart. Yeah. You're not going to just go buy anything. No, no. I still only buy property that makes money. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. I treat Which is... my, yeah. I treat my real estate like a business. I don't treat it like an investment. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start treating it like an investment, that's when, you know, you can probably get hurt. Mm -hmm. You start bringing emotion into it. You start, you know, well, you know, investments, investments to me are more about, you know, appreciation, a little bit of hype, uh, you know, it's, it's more about that. I don't, I don't treat my real estate as an investment. It's a business. For me. Mm -hmm. I run it like it's a good business. way of looking and businesses at businesses make yeah. money. And the only businesses that make, uh, and, and the business, the successful businesses that you need to make money. The lifeblood of any business is cash flow. Exactly. Positive. Yeah. If you, if you start going into the red, you're at risk. You can, you might be able to run into the red for a while as a mm -hmm. business, right? If you're building or something, but yeah. it's not a good idea. And no. eventually you might, you, you super high risk. It's not, 100%. not necessarily a deal breaker. You can get yeah. away with it, right? People got away with it in Toronto for 20 years, yeah. but you have to understand the risk yeah. in Windsor right now. You don't have to be in the red. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're still cash flow positive. So even at these prices, it's still like uh, making sense with yeah. or without the appreciation. Yeah. I actually hope the market slows down. So do I. It would be easier bit. for me to yeah. operate. I, I could buy more course. real estate. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the, the fundamentals aren't telling me that that's going to happen. No. Now, there could be a black swan event that comes out and blows, up, blows this theory up. I don't know. I don't, I'm not in the business of predicting black swan events because no. if I could predict it, it wouldn't be black swan. Yeah. And, and clearly other people can't predict black Nobody swan can. events because look at Corona and then look at what happened yeah. after they predicted what's going to happen after Corona. <laughs> yeah. So they were totally wrong. Yeah. Like you, completely. you can't predict it. So I'm not no. in the game of predicting it. What I am in the game of is looking at the fundamentals and trying to make educated bets with cash flow positive properties yes, to cover me. The most important thing. Yes. But I'm, I'm, we're playing a game of poker right now. Ontario real estate, I'm holding pocket aces. Mm. I don't know what the flop's gonna show me. Yeah. But I'm going all in. Like I'm mm. going all in because the because I have the best hand. I have a very good hand. Mm -hmm. And if I lose, I lose. Like you made the right bet. Right? Yeah. Like, that's the way I look at kind of investing. Even if you do, like what what's the worst that's gonna happen? Like if you again, if you look to history. Yeah. The and then zoom out a year. Okay, so yeah. say we go into a three three year lull or something like that, or prices decline. Okay, well, let's zoom out over 100 years. What do you think is going to happen in year 20 of this trend, right? Mm -hmm. I'm still fine. I'm cash flow positive. I'll ride out that storm. Yeah. Actually, I'll buy more in that storm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So super interesting topic. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I don't, 
I don't recommend like getting tied up in politics other yeah. than how can you profit from politics? 100%. Start understanding, like be, you have to zoom into an investment property. You need to understand the, the fundamental, like is the foundation good? You need to zoom in and understand it. You also have to zoom out and understand what's going on. Yeah. I think people zoom in way too close. 100%. Well, this property has a little bit of mold. Okay, yeah. but zoom out and look at what's happening in Ontario. Yeah. Like buy the property, fix the mold, hold it. Yeah. Right? Make <laughs> yeah. 100 uh, yeah. 35%. Uh, That's insane. Leveraged gain, right? Like 120,000. Yeah. Yeah. But that mold stops a lot of people from buying agree, that property, right? Like, so yeah. zo you have to yeah, zoom in and zoom out, understand macro trends, understand yeah. what the governments are doing. Things might change over time. I'll change my tune then as well. You know what we need but. to do? Next topic, let's break down the barriers for why people would be a get it like a, like a deer in headlights scenario about like a stupid fucking thing like yeah mold. i got i can talk about a lot yeah uh, about I, i'm sure you see yeah. it a lot too i see it as a lot yeah. and i used to do it myself yeah. i was my own deer in the headlights exactly. right? i was my own maybe, worst maybe enemy. i can help try to yeah try I, I like you can you can show like you yourself you can you know there's certain tactics or there's certain like mentalities and mindsets that we can tell people that we've used to get over that but you probably see it a lot working with investors being a realtor about like specific shit that they just can't yeah, get it's by. usually the same train the same train of thoughts and i've uh focused on as a as a realtor trying to help people get over that hump mm. i realized a while ago that i have to break those help them break those barriers yeah. and i've gotten better at, do at doing that right because i was there myself mm -hmm. so it's really the mental barriers that help and i'm sure you have a lot to comment on that too that's why we named our podcast <laughs> pull, pull the, the trigger, trigger. Yeah. because that's the that's the mentality now exactly. you're not you know you're smart about it mm -hmm. you make educated decisions but you got to pull the freaking trigger. Oh, so yeah. That's it. next pot, uh, next podcast. Just, I, I, I actually think we just ended it there. It. I like it. There we go. Done. Boom. Bah. Sweet brother.